0: What's up, filmmakers, producers, and hunters? This is your host, Jordan Suzwitz, and you are listening to the Film the Hunt podcast, brought to you by Bedford Cameron Video. <laughs> Film the Hunt is your leader in outdoor video education and is designed by Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura of Become One. I think we've designed this curriculum so that we can provide the training to
1: help you develop an eye. I think one of the best things about cinematography is, like, when people break rules and it works.
0: It's tough to film a hunt. Yeah. You really have to want to do it. Yeah, and to, and to turn that into a story is a very tough thing. One of the best decisions I've ever made because it changed, sure. changed my life. Matt.
2: Oh, my gosh, dude, that footage.
0: Jason Matsinger, welcome to the Film the Hunt podcast. I appreciate it. I've been waiting for this invite. I'm oh, surprised man. I'm guest like 87 on the list. <laughs> Where can you buy that, you think? Uh, Bedford Cameron Video. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think people have figured that out. All right, you guys are ready? <laughs> super awkward right now.
2: I didn't know you were recording.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I got nothing, boys. Draw a blank. It's a great way to start off. Yeah, best podcast. Thanks for
2: listening. listening. Uh, (laughs) Interesting lesson. Yeah, that's like Colorado, Colorado Colorado (laughs) Colorado episode when you started off with, "Well, today sucked." Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today did not suck, and we are in the Montana Deer Camp. It is always a special uh, camp because not only do we have all of our friends here. There's three different TV shows in camp. We did this camp last year, and Vortex uh, came on and uh, wanted to release a series about this story. So it was kind of cool. Um, just released; it's out on YouTube. Uh, you can head over to the Vortex YouTube page, check that out, and then Willie Schmidt from Pure Hunting is here. Jason Madsen from Into High Country. And the boys from B One Become One are in the house as well, and then we got the guys behind the camera: Luke Braswell, Ryan Kendall, and myself. Bunch of dudes just sitting around Ooh. in a circle right now, just just like uh, it's not it's not a circle jerk. So,
3: different
0: kind of stuff, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's always a pleasure because it's. We've talked about it a few times, and Luke and I, as we walk down the hill this evening, it's just another reminder that uh, today was a good day. And you know, when we watch that sunset, you know, we're we're thankful. Here it is Monday, and there's a lot of people out there, and you may be one that's listening to this podcast um, and had a shitty day, you you know. And and sometimes you got to make that leap of faith and you know, live the dream, I guess, if you want, if you have something and you want to change your lifestyle and, and it, this may not be it, but yeah, it's always going to be a bumpy ride some days, but mm-hmm. today was a good day. Would you guys agree?
3: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite
0: part about today? Oh, uh, You know, come on, don't
2: let me down. Really? You have one answer. All right. Kendall, right. Kendall shooting a buck. Oh, really? That's yeah. not what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, I okay. you were gonna say the classic six
0: feet above six feet above ground. Oh hey, yeah, six feet above that's, ground. That's what Jordan yeah, says. Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah, Kendall shooting the buck's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, boys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> welcome back to the Film Hunt Podcast. Thank you. Nice to be back. <laughs> Jason made
2: episode. What did you say?
0: Eighty-seven. I'm oh, yeah. no,
1: surprised I made yeah. episode eighty-seven. Yeah.
0: We were on like episode Definitely
3: twelve. High on the list. You've been on a few. You've been on. what yeah, three or four. Then, like two forty, I think was the next. One. <laughs> this is like five ninety. when you just go through the cycle of other good people, you come back. Yeah. yeah, um, I guess it's him again. (laughs) Nobody else. (laughs)
0: So we did a podcast last year and, you know, Jason, this is, you kind of hosted this event um, last year and, you know, we had a great year last year, but why is this, why is this special to you to, to come and do this again?
3: Oh, I mean, just, I think this is what it's all about. You know, you, Work all year, whatever it is you do, i mean we're we're fortunate enough to be in the hunting industry and get to do it a lot. But I mean, when you're back at your desk and it's not hunting season, and you're kind of grinding doing everything else. these are the days you think of, you know, you think about the nice, warm afternoons, you know, being out there with your buddies and seeing bucks chasing does and coming back here and just sharing stories with each other and seeing, you know, the meat pole go from no deer to one deer to two, three, four, by the end of the week. And a lot of memories that come with that, you know? And so I just don't think it gets any better cabin in the middle of nowhere, your buddies, um, you know, lots of ground to hunt, a lot of animals out there and everybody's successful and, and having a good time. It just doesn't really get any better. You know, this is, Kind of like the Vortex series touched on, you know, this is that classic old deer camp. Like, yeah. you know, we've heard stories about with our fathers and their fathers. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, I just don't think it gets much better than this when it comes to a deer camp. I think it's what everybody dreams of. And um, we're just lucky enough to get the chance
0: to do it. You may notice that the audio is different. We got it. Seven people. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. So, yeah, so we're running two NTG3 mics, um, and I'm wearing a headset to try and monitor the audio, but yeah, we're doing our best. <laughs> but it's cool for me, and, I, and, I, and I'm i pretty sure I mentioned this last year it, to be able to be here and, and capture the camaraderie of this dear campus is, is, is cool. Yeah, so, um, Willie, I mean, here we are again you actually tagged out uh, before you went to Kansas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why did you come back? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have a tag in your pocket. Yeah. I I
4: wasn't going to come and Tom said, no, you got to come. We need your side-by-side and your (laughs) 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 guns."
5: And my towels. (laughs) Sleeping bags. Uh,
4: Sleeping bags. uh, Pillows. So really, (laughs) they just kept me in the basement and used all my stuff, and they left me out for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, No, I mean, you know, when you have a a general deer tag in Montana, it's good for a long time, and you, you plan your hunts in advance. We plan this really Jason made the reservation for us a year ago after we left this camp a year ago and we knew we wanted to do it again. I was fortunate to got tag Jason tagged out last year and mm-hmm. still came and hosted us. And yeah. so I was hunting and Nick was hunting and, you know, he knew the ground and, and was able to show us around. And so when I was fortunate enough to tag out early, um, I wouldn't have missed this regardless. Um, to play that role. In fact, I called both Jason and Tom that night and I said, well, I've officially become the cook and chauffeur and chief bottle washer, but I knew I was coming because it is that classic deer camp and it yeah. is a way to show, uh, you know, showcase the camaraderie and just spend time in camp with great friends. Yeah. And I actually had a blast hunting with Tom for three days um, and actually carried my camera around and I enjoyed being behind the camera. Uh, almost as much as being in front of the camera. To be honest, and, and learning as much as I have over the last couple of years with these guys, it's it's fun to capture it. It was fun to watch you today too.
0: When Tom was scanning out his deer, <clears throat> you Spoiler were snapping alert. photos, huh? Spoiler alert! Right. <laughs> oh, are gonna hear it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you did. yeah. yeah. Uh, it was fun to watch you take photos because you could tell you, you were super jacked about it and. Uh, you went to the film hunt school not this year, but last year. Right. And so you were like changing the aperture and, you know, right. having the understanding of how to operate that camera. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows. I just make words up.
4: <laughs> you get the picture. No, I mean, it's, uh, that's a totally different topic. Sometime we could talk about, but I, I mean, I wish I had done that film school. When I first started, yeah. um, I mean, i just learned a lot and up my game, and it just made it more of a pleasure for me, both with a still camera and a video camera, to to learn how to use the equipment better. I mean, I think like the shirts you guys have, film school, everybody's a professional till M manual, and I yeah. I was classic filming everything on auto, and it's great yeah. for self filming sometimes, you know, because yeah. it takes a lot out of the equation, but um, it's been a lot of fun. So anyway, I've been, I've enjoyed it. I had fun. Help You know, I get not even helping Tom, just being there with him to experience the hunt because he wasn't here last year. And I kind of played a little bit of the role Jason did for us last year, knowing the ground, showing us around, having a lay of the land and telling Tom kind of where we could go. And we still explored some new, new country this yeah, time. that neither yeah. one of us experienced. So yeah. uh, new when I, when the I, juicy. Was, the juicy, we were juicy. all up in yeah. it too. <laughs> it was funny though, when I was getting ready to leave on this hunt, my wife's like, you're not hunting sort of slipped that one out. I said, no, she said, well, why are, why are you going?
0: And it's exactly
4: all those reasons. And she gets it, but that yeah. you know, was another five or six days away from home. And, and she was more razzing me than not, but, but you know, to wrap it up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have missed this hunt at all. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just too much fun to hang out here with some good guys. And yeah, you know, you would divide up and come back and have stories midday and stories at night, and like Jason said, you look and see what's been added to the meat pole and, when you pull up and see a couple of legs hanging over the, oh, yeah. over the vehicles, you're like, who, who is that? And yeah, it's a muley or whitetail it's a cool who shot. It? It's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I want to just play off of that real quick and talk about, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get there and talk to Jason, but like Jason was tagged out last year when he got here. He wasn't necessarily coming into this trip, but, and we'll, we'll let that story, we'll let Jason tell that story. But at the end of the day, um, there were seven people in this camp and realistically speaking, there were, you know, three tags total, two primaries, myself and Nick. And then, you know, Ryan, you were kind of playing that role as the camera guy. Yours was like secondary if everybody killed, but to see seven people in camp Mm -hmm. for two guys to kill deer, like that's like, that just shows the, you know, the, the friendship, the, the, the respect we have for each other you know, how everybody just wants to see everybody succeed. And that, to me, it, it hit me right away when I realized that when Jason came in and he had filled his tag, too. I went, Jesus, this this camp is all together right now, every day, every morning, noon, and night, so that Nick and I can kill a deer. Like, that was, that meant a lot. To way me. to pay three of the guys. <laughs> 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 well, I guess yeah. I guess they, they weren't here for free, but you know, everybody. But yeah, that's that's funny. Well,
6: I, it. we'd be. I'd be here regardless, just because this is a big thing that like it replaces. I came up and worked with Jason, but like it's something that but I would I'm come to you anyways. Up, <laughs> yeah, you're you're paying <laughs> yeah. the rest. Every collectively, it yeah. it's it's one of these camps that just like Jason said that you everybody has experienced this in their life yeah. you would hope they have, because it's one you'll never forget. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's a good camaraderie camp and it's just about everybody being successful, whether yeah. you have a tag or
0: not.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I, it, and it speaks. Yeah. For itself. by you guys all being here
0: doing that. It's awesome. Well, I think I never really felt the pressure, like, because we were having so much fun, like, Oh, we need to go kill a deer. Like it, it, this camp's not about that, and that's mm-hmm. what's kind of cool about it all. Is like, there's not that pressure of like, of having to go out and kill. It's it's the pressure is making sure we capture the camaraderie, the friendships, and like showing all of that because that's what this deer camp's more about. Right. So yeah, I think that's the, that's what's the cool part about all of this. Yeah, and Jason said that really when he started off by saying
2: yeah. it's your traditional. Deer camp, it's what people think. I mean, I grew up going to the Adirondack Mountains in New York, being from the East Coast, as deer camp. And it was a rustic old cabin with no bathroom, no shower, none of that. And that's what this reminds me of. Granted, there is a bathroom and shower, but it's that rustic old camp with the meat pole, and everybody just excited to hear the stories from the day. There's no, you know, not hunting some special unit trophy stuff. It's just everybody just wants to see everybody get a deer. Yeah. Period. You know, and...
0: So I got to ask Luke, Luke has come into this. Luke is like, so He's just popping up everywhere, which is great because Luke is a professional semi pro, I should say semi pro. He's a two to one <laughs> kind of guy, but, uh, you have filmed your first elk hunt this year. Now you've come out to a, you know, a, a deer camp. So <clears throat> what's it like coming in, you know, because you do a lot of commercial photography, <laughs> Seeing this, what is it like coming into a setting like this with, you know, everything that is going on?
5: you got to be in a lot better shape than uh, <laughs> you do walking around the studio. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's really, it's a lot of fun. It, it really is because, you know, on a, on a shoot, for like a commercial shoot, it's typically one day, maybe two days that you're doing something but it's it's for those specific hours that you're shooting and everybody leaves and goes away regardless if you're you know on the road or at your home studio mm-hmm. um but here it's just everybody hangs out and gets together it's a lot of fun it really is but it's uh it's definitely a different animal that's for sure no so, intended <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs>
0: Uh, Nick, we haven't really heard much of, uh, you, you uh, you it's usually fine. just a quiet guy, but man, you've had a, a hell of a week. Um, to kind of, kind of just walk us through, of you know, getting here. And
1: last year we came and killed
0: right off the bat I know beautiful white tail. And I was like, that was
1: fun, but I wanted to lengthen it a little bit. I want to stick to white because I had so much fun. And, um, You know, I told Jason earlier, I said, I'd like to hike around a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of do it the hard way. We'll try rattling a little bit, just try different things. It's so much easier to build a story when you have a long encounter, not just riding around side by side and getting out. Um, So that's what we did after two days without having much luck. Seeing a shooter here and there, but never nothing close. Um, You know, we're starting to, I wouldn't say worry, but it was like last year, it seemed so easy. So you're like we could do this 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 and then we came this year and there's just not as many deer um, white tails we didn't see as many meal during the spots we saw last year that was kind of discouraging a little bit but uh, day three um, we we're hiking up to what we call nick's knobs
0: Oh, dude. It's not <laughs> yeah. plural.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so first it was Nick's Knob because last year, now it's Nick's Knobs because we hiked up to this knob and um, we saw Bucks. We did a big circle on it and we want to get above it and it worked out perfectly. We hopped over the edge. Um, we kind of all saw it at the same time and they kind of saw us a little bit, but then they started to calm down and we just kept sneaking over to the top of the to the rise and you I know, mean, it was kind of, I say picture perfect, you know, it's always cool to be above the animal and shoot mm-hmm. down and get prone. And uh, that's what we did. So I took the first shot and uh, they started to get a little, a little sketchy at the end. They started, you know, tails up. So I shot the first one moving and then I shot again as it was running. And yeah, I used to love watching my dad shoot cause he wouldn't stop shooting until the animals done. I think uh, to me, that's how it should be done because if you can get another one, if you make the first shot, it's successful. Then every shot after that is a chance that, you know, put that animal down quicker. Um, so, that's so what we did, it worked out. And, uh, yeah, last year we had Jason as my guide and we did the same thing. Cause I didn't get to hunt with Jason all this season, So it kind of worked out anyway. Yeah. With Willie in Kansas. Um, yeah, it's just fun hunting whitetail. So they're such a different breed. They're so tough to hunt.
0: Um, they just as soon as they see it, they're just gone. And it's wide open. Oh, it's so. crazy. I mean, I remember rolling up the first morning and we saw those mule deer way across the other canyon or on the other side of the other yeah. canyon. And it's like, holy shit, they're running. They're like we're a thousand yards away. Like
3: yeah. so,
0: yeah, they're they're super skittish. And so it makes it more difficult, you know, to to try and capture that. So yeah, yeah, definitely have to get into, you know, a little bit t- you know, better hunt mode and trying to, it's just, you, you got to play the wind still. You got to do
1: all the right things. It's, you know, it's easy to look at the footage and think we get some muley does at 15 yards. And like, Oh, that looks so easy. You just, but it's never that easy. Sometimes it can be that easy. I yeah, say hunting, never. Man, right. But, yeah. yeah. man. Um, the white tails, they almost always see you first, unless you're stationary, which is how it should be. So it was fun because we, we made some smart decisions and, it worked out for us, but we stuck to our guns, we kept hiking, stayed with the white tails. I wasn't gonna not shoot a mealy, but we were kind of stayed, you know, in that area where the white tails were. So um yeah, it worked out. Not a buck as big as I shot last year, which I don't know if I'll ever get a chance at a buck that big again here um for a while if we keep doing this camp, but
4: not if Pete keep
1: shooting them before we get here.
5: <laughs> it's just giant. Yeah. I know.
2: So I think yeah. it's important to mention too, like I don't know if you guys as far as last year's podcast goes, but did like half to two thirds of this property, which I don't know, is maybe that, is that a fair estimate is burnt, you know, yeah. has suffered a burn back in 2000 and what was it? 12. 12? Yeah. yeah. So you're dealing with, you know, some really open territory. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about bucks being skittish and stuff. But yeah. They can see you from 800 yards away in a lot of spots, mm-hmm. you know, whereas in parts of the country, like you and I hunted Willie, we didn't hunt much of that burn most of our hunt. So we were in some pretty typical, what I'm used to, you know, that Western terrain where you had a lot of, a lot of cover and you can use that terrain to, to make moves on animals, you know, where we started out and you guys drove up there. It's exactly what I remember. Again, I wasn't here last year. So watching the episode and and hearing all the stories, like, I was like, yep, this is it. Like just burn like so much, how much ground was burned here? Do you guys know? it's thousands right sure. well so in the whole year there
3: was a fire that burned like 137 thousand acres or something that almost came back through here again right here yeah i said they had ash falling on their roof they were packed up ready to go yeah see that's that's scary
2: yeah and they suffer this stuff probably every year virtually right the yeah. scare
3: of the last it. of years it's yeah. been yeah. a real drought yeah the yeah. scare of it for sure the scare of it,
2: yeah, yeah. I was with you when he said that. I was like, "Wow." He said, "Yeah, they were packed up, literally had their back, uh, the vehicles packed with all their belongings, ready to leave." And then something happened. They they stopped it like that night,
3: somewhere close. Yeah, it just crossed the river, and then the wind shifted, and it took it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I couldn't imagine
2: that. But anyway, I heard you know just letting- yeah. Kind of laying out the landscape for everybody. It's it's an interesting hunt when it comes to those burns. Yeah. that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so Jason, he had uh, Tom had mentioned that you know coming into this had, had you filled your tag. I mean, do you did you feel the stress of like because I mean you're the host of this. I mean essentially, <laughs> and, and coming you know uh, back from Oklahoma, you tagged and shot two great bucks in Oklahoma. And then, you know, having a few days to hunt some mule deer, but did did you feel the stress of like trying to kill your buck before you get here or were you wanting to hold out?
3: Not really. I mean, I, um, you know, I was going to hunt until I saw something that got me excited or I wasn't going to pull the trigger, you know? So I didn't really, I mean, yeah, you know, I've got whatever, two good days to hunt. So you're, you want to try to get it done in that amount of time. But I also knew that I'd have the opportunity to hunt here. You know, if I hadn't filled my tags. So I wasn't like in a rush to shoot something. I wanted to see a good one or nothing, you know, and just so happened to work out. I mean, right about the time you guys were touching down in Billings, I was in the thick of it. That's cool. um, Worked out good. Got a nice nice. mule deer and was able to get him out and get get loaded up and come here and meet you guys. So it was a good way to roll into camp, you know
0: it is and and as a you know being one of the producers here it's uh it just goes to show how quick you have to be on your feet and ready for a situation to arise like that because we we we're here in camp i have no cell phone service so we had no idea that you had shot a deer so for us to be able to throw our cameras together because we know we're still unloading gear and getting ready I mean, and to be able to Mm -hmm. capture all that raw and Mm -hmm. and, and do that, I mean, it's a huge part of the story because to have that initial scene of you rolling into camp and it is, is, is awesome because it's, yeah. To show that success and everyone hyped up and getting ready for that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. Between
2: Pete's buck hanging on the meat pole, that big whitey and, you killing that big mule deer, we were like, yeah, let's kick this thing <laughs> off,
3: man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys timed it just right. I mean, the deer were rutting hard. Oh, my. Yeah.
2: Were they rutting like that, the those few days prior to us getting here? Like, over, Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah, they were
3: going good. So was I was on. seeing bucks chasing at noon, yeah. you know.
2: Like, you killed your deer, what, one one Yeah, time?
3: about that. Yeah, yeah so. yeah.
0: You're on their feet, man. So let me ask you all this. Uh, Obviously, we are still in this crazy pandemic. Um, How do you guys foresee the future or, you know, because you're producing outdoor television. Do you see the current situation that we're in in the world affecting what we
3: do? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so far. You know, you almost feel guilty saying it, but it's done nothing but help what we do. I mean, you know, the number of people wanting to get out in the woods has increased because that's the only place you really can go to recreate, get away from people. So the companies we work with have been extremely busy trying Mm -hmm. to keep up with that demand. And on the contrary, you know, like a lot of the outdoor shows are shut down. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a state fair or whether it's a, a deal at your local sporting goods shop, you know, those things aren't happening. So people can't really get out and get these fabrics in their hand or test a new bow or look through a pair of binoculars. So, you know, they, the companies, I uh, feel like in the outdoor space are relying on us more to, provide that information to people because they can't go to a trade show or they can't go yeah. to a, a state fair or something yeah. like that, where they might be able to experience this stuff, you know, and like last year, I mean, TV ratings were higher than they've ever been. Yeah. You know, obviously that positively affects what we do, mm-hmm. you know? So if I've seen it have an effect, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh you know it, it caused the meat shortage. All of a sudden, that made a whole chunk of society stop and think about where their meat actually comes from. Yeah, and I think it put a lot of respect back into guys who go out and harvest their own food, and it made it made a lot of people go, "Oh, yeah, no, I can understand why that's important." I mean, you know, had there not been the three point three million whatever. Families that are fed by wild game a year or whatever mm-hmm. that number is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know I don't think we there would have been a lot more families looking for food. Yeah. You know? So I've just seen positive yeah. effects.
1: I think there's a lot of positives. You know, like you said, all those are true. I think the only negatives from our industry is like the travel restrictions and stuff like that. You know, people not being able to go to Canada. And that's to stuff that's out of our control. But I think that's the thing that worries me is like you talk about the white tail rut. Like if we were to get somebody in our household to get COVID around the rut, like we're gonna miss 14 days of the best white tail hunting. You know, and yeah. it's selfish, but that's the truth. Like it's because we travel, we're always we're at a higher risk than most for you know, spreading it. And then there's all, you know, the vaccine talk of being vaccinated being able to travel out of the country to hunt, you know, whether it's Canada or whatnot. And, you know, I think it's been good for the hunting industry as far as. You know, the positives, like Jason said, but I think for like us as TV producers, like there's a lot of drawbacks or, you know, kind of possibilities that could really hurt you overall, you know, a lot of guys like, I know Willie Randy does a lot of hunts, you know, different places that he couldn't do. So a lot of these guys are having to adjust things and, you know, I think Canada last year hurt a lot as far as those outfitters, Mm -hmm. you know, now they have to do stuff or they had to do stuff, you know, on their side of the line. So those are big, you know, people that depend on that money. That's, that's huge. And I think, like Jay said, I I think the meat shortage was, you know, really put hunting on a, on a higher level. And it really made that importance there. I think the travel and still all the restrictions that the government's kind of put on us is like, that's the scary thing is yeah. if it gets worse, like will they say, you know, got to be vaccinated to fly or yeah. You know, yeah. Who knows what the future is. Hopefully it dies
4: down because right. I think we're all, I think everybody's over it, but you just never know what's going to happen next. Yeah. The trickle down effect of some of that international stuff. Cause it, you know, recently Canada and being from the U S traveling to Canada yeah. is an easy thing, whether it's fair hunting in the spring and, the sheep and moose and whatever else in the fall, but, you know, Africa was shut down and mm-hmm. Europe was shut down. That just drove a lot of people to hunt the U S yeah. Um, yeah, tag sales, tag applications were through the roof. Heck, we were all going to go to Arizona last year because of no trade shows to go hunt javelina and, and, or, and, or coos deer or desert muleys. And I think there's always been an opportunity to draw buy a leftover javelina tag and there was nothing available yeah and you see more people in the woods and it's not all hunters but people recreating whether they're camping or hiking or mountain biking or whatever so for what we do as you said nick selfishly you know you're just competing with more people for Mm -hmm. you know a limited resource to a degree but i think it's done a good thing for people to actually let them realize what we do um as hunters and 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 getting out there and enjoying the outdoors. Um, so what, what will be the long-term ramifications of that? I think international should open up again and TAG applications and hunting licenses should free up a little bit, but, but that's been something that's been sort of a negative from that standpoint.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I've got a adult sheep. I'm just supposed to go on three years ago or two years ago. Yeah. This is the third season, or yeah, second season, I guess. Yeah. It's still just waiting for me. <laughs> that's yeah. That sucks. I, yeah, I forgot
2: about that. That's right. It's two seasons gone by going on a third then, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be going
0: on next, this coming season will be the third. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. that was a doll sheep hunt you were supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So
2: you were going to say, Well, something. I was just going to say I it, all this talk, <laughs> made me think of, it kind of brought me full circle back to deer camp. Like we're talking about COVID. We're talking about international travel. We're talking about the restrictions. You know, we're talking about all this stuff that, honest to God, I haven't thought about for five days. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we went to town today and we ate at a little cafe in town. And um, we sat at that table trying to enjoy each other's company and couldn't help but watch a TV screen that news. A, a dude in wisconsin drove his suv into a parade into a parade and he killed five people and injured 48 this is all beside the point but my my point is like i spent i spent two hours outside this camp this week yeah and it sucked (laughs) yeah Yeah. it really did other than the food right it was good But like, no, like, you know, we're sitting here talking about COVID and talking about, but that's what deer camp is supposed to do. Right. It's supposed to just take you away from all that crap. Yeah. All those thoughts. And yeah. You're going to go back to reality and yeah, you got to pay attention to some, you know, some stuff, but not the last five days. I haven't thought of any of it. Yeah. You know, you think well, about your family, whatever, and you know, that kind of stuff, of course, but right. you don't think about
0: the world. You're just in deer camp. And it's been nice, too, because, I mean, the cell phone service here is very, very yeah. limited. So, like, when we're around back at camp, everyone's bs and joining. We're not on our phones because we don't. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, again, it's it's stepping really back in time because that's it's yeah. it's been super awesome. Yeah. Um, another curveball question for you guys. Willie's like, ah, no more curveball questions. Give me the fastball. Ooh, uh, <laughs> all right, give me the fastball. So, so the, the film guy. permit law has changed recently,
1: <laughs> to your <laughs>
0: understanding. <laughs> To our understanding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Understand.
0: <laughs> Understand it. Yeah. They're legal need to bring it back around. The understanding. Yeah. All legal right. I hope, hope everyone understands. No.
2: <laughs> That's um. another one for the for uh, the Jordanisms right there. It's my understanding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I bet you if you asked Syria that she'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, she knows it. Yeah. you trained her. But obviously, Jason, Willie, you guys hunt a fair amount on public land. Um, we do some. But how do you see the new, you know, film permit, um, you know, law change? Has it benefited you guys? Has it hurt you? Has it, what, what? I mean, what do you guys think of the new changes?
3: Uh, so far, it's been pretty nice. Yeah. And I don't know if it's permanently changed. My,
4: my experience this year was... I think what they're proposing and what I hope happens is what should have been done years and years ago. And they've had proposals of the like that commercial film permits were designed for big major motion picture productions, you know, where you've got hundreds of people on set and where you're getting your fuel supply and how are you getting there and basically damaging the landscape, not intentionally, but you're going to have, you know, some, some residual um, damage that goes on. So you've got to rectify that and they charge you on it per day. Well, if you and I, Jordan are going and filming pure hunting, we're, <laughs> it's no different than two buddies going hunting and you don't need a film permit for that. So it boils down to the commercial aspect. Yeah. So they're proposing five people or less, you know, either a very minimal um, fee or considering a casual use, even though it's for, and I use an air quotes, commercial purpose. Mm-hmm. So this year on a couple of hunts, they just said, while it's tied up in, uh, figuring out the legislation that's in the courts, you know, they're not issuing film permits. That doesn't mean they're not issuing when you can't film on it. They're just saying they're considering it casual use, go about your business and, uh, you know, kind of have a great hunt. So I think it's been great. And I hope that whatever passes is just that five people or less casual use or a minimal annual fee or something like that would be great.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- It is crazy because we'll have to cut back this camp by two so we can fall under that.
4: (laughs) That's
2: right. We're too too many, aren't we? Uh,
4: Well, as long as we divide up and hunt four and three, we're okay.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's That's right. right. Four and three.
1: <laughs> I'll stick with the group. Yeah,
4: that's how far apart do we have to be yeah. exactly to be legal now?
1: The
2: specifics of this said legislation. I don't yeah. like gray areas. Yeah,
0: let's keep it black and white. So what are you boys looking forward to? I mean, we're wrapping up the season. Uh, Jason, you got anything
3: really left on the schedule this year? I'm going to go back to Oklahoma with my dad and son. Oh, nice. And take them down there and hunt whitetail. <laughs> So
0: talk about Oklahoma briefly um from your your at you know your perspective. you were from Montana, really don't hunt a ton of whitetail, and you know going down to a southern
3: state I mean what was it like uh, it was everything I've been trying to do for a number of <laughs> years i mean i've usually if I travel somewhere to hunt whitetails. It's been to Canada, you know, Saskatchewan. Uh, My dad and I have been going up there for years and bow hunted late season up there, late November, December. And um, I've always kind of wanted to do, like, you know, being friends with you guys and a number of other people that live out there and hearing the stories of the Midwest whitetail and the rut and, you know, sweet November. I wanted to experience (laughs) it. And so... I wanted to, uh, you know, I had tried Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Oklahoma last year. And I had never even drawn my bow back on anything. Never had had the opportunity to shoot a mature buck in any of those states. Yeah. But I was intrigued with Oklahoma. I liked it. I liked the landscape. Obviously, the trophy potential was there. I mean, you know, we saw some good deer um that had been taken in that area and stuff so anyway um yeah it was it was amazing i mean so many deer and for a non-resident to be able to you know have an app on your phone buy a a license right there that is two buck tags and four doe tags Mm -hmm. um for i think the archery tag was like 280 dollars for the bow hunting that,
0: that was a, six deer. Yeah, you could shoot for that. That's yeah, that's a two really buck, good price. Two buck, two buck, and four <laughs> <throws. laughs> nose, two buck and four dough.
4: two
2: buck and four
3: dough. Yeah, I'm sorry, I screwed
4: it up.
2: And
3: and I did. Dang it. So yeah, and like part of that, part of the other part of that was the fact that I always wanted to set my own stands and like figure it out on my own. You so, know, because everywhere I had been was either with an outfit or with yeah. a friend or something where they're like, Oh, we got a tree stand here. Go sit there. We'll pick you up at this time. You know, so all the work had been done for me. And I, so. I wanted
0: to ask you on that. Like, cause like, I see you're a predominant Western hunter. What, what's your mind? Yeah. What's your mindset? Like, how am I going to hang this tree stand? Cause if you've never really done it, like.
3: Honestly, it was. I mean, pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah it was it was fun i enjoyed trying to find a tree that would work i enjoyed set stands and you know picturing where the deer would come from and all of that which you know was greatly on x like before we ever got down there being able to like look at the the app you know raise up from thirty thousand feet and look down on the place i mean the pinch points became super obvious and doesn't matter if you're in the west or the east i mean deer use funnels deer use pinch points deer use low points ridge you know yeah. you could see the features started to become obvious and so we got in there and just instantly got into the deer and i mean it was incredible yeah we were in deer sweet. steady tom and i had a great hunt and um i obviously i'm going back but i can't wait to go back next year with my archery tag again yeah um, do it do it all over again it was awesome i can see why you know guys that have a good place to whitetail hunt that do their own thing like that get into it so much it's a fun game to try to chase those bucks figure out how they're using the terrain where they're going to be next yeah yeah it's fun so yeah it's uh quickly become one more thing in the year. You know, like yes. this deer camp, it's like, wow, oh, I can't miss that next no. year. Right. So Yeah. Disney yeah. World. Disneyland. Yeah, it was incredible. Beautiful property. Just great place. Yeah.
0: Ryan, talk about your experience. Obviously you're from Utah. <laughs> never really whitetail hunted before. Now you're filming white tails like how was how that? I mean, because that's what we predominantly do. It's just like, man, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience.
6: So the allure of my tail, I can definitely see. I got to experience that last year when we went to Oklahoma with Nick Tom or uh, Tom Willie and and Jason, and like, I'll be I'll be honest, I'd only ever hunted out of a tree once mm-hmm. in Utah. And that's when we'd set bear baits, and like, basically, then I was just climbing in a tree and just watching. My buddy had the tag, and like. Adding the aspect of having a stand above, like the hunters, and carrying up all this camera equipment, and yeah, never having used a, a tree arm before. I mean, you're holding, I don't know, eight thousand dollars worth of equipment. It's a little bit <laughs> scary at first on a little arm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you're just like you you put your camera in you there. You're saying Ryan.
3: You're saying Ryan has little arms. That's
2: right. <laughs> little <laughs> T <Little> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Camera, <laughs> but
6: uh, so I mean, I got a little taste of, of white tail hunting last year, yeah. there and learning the animal as far as like what you can get away with and what you can't. But, like, like these guys have said, this place that we we hunted this year in Oklahoma is, I mean, it's everything that you envision and you've seen on TV because that's exactly how it was. There was not a minute that we didn't have deer cutting through these little pinch points or Mm -hmm. coming through like the the one, one of the favorite spots that Jason and I sat this year, it's actually where he killed both his deer. I mean, it was a natural pinch point. It was, it was incredible, but we had to the West of us, we had this bog that there was ducks and geese talking the whole time. And we watched deer chasing does out there in the field and they naturally came to this spot. But as, as a camera guy, like, it was incredible. Like, mainly because where we set our stands, the deer were super close. I mean, we were 20 yards from a natural point. And, like, I was able to capture some amazing photos of wildlife, like, of deer, mm-hmm. raccoons, bobcat. We filmed the bobcat twice. Super yeah. tight. I mean. Yeah. It's a it's a different ball game, and I don't even know how to describe it honestly. Like, what about your process of
2: like setting up? You know, like the actual setup, the camera setup, and all that stuff. Because that's that's a that's different.
0: It is. I mean, and also being restricted to w- the tree, yeah. like, because yeah. it's not like western Iron, mean, where you can move, go move yeah. and
6: yeah. yeah. No, we, the the stand that we killed, the Jason killed both these bucks in. It was actually it was a one trunk. And then it split, and I had to set the tree arm on a branch that was – or a a trunk that wasn't comfortable for me at all. I There was – we had a shooting lane that came left and right where, like, a cut line came. Yeah. But then behind me, and my stand was facing that way to the west, we would have deer coming through there as well. Yeah. So the versatility of, like, you had to be – I mean, I was feeling 360 degrees Yeah, and it's as far as like setting the arm, you just had to pick the best spot to where you can swing the lens around the trees, the limbs, everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just versatile. And then we had another tree that it was near where you had set or you were, you guys were sitting before and then you left and then we went and we sat there and it was a tree that, I mean, you just have to adapt I mean, there's no there's no perfect tree, right but never is. yeah, I mean, you adapt to it, and that's one of the things that's I guess the Luke's point that it's totally different in the woods you you have to move and adjust yeah, and
5: everything that, because it's not a perfect setting it's and not that was studio. the other thing that I was just about to say was like in a studio setting you have all the time you want you know <laughs> respectively <laughs> um but you can move things. You can say, okay, I don't like the light right there. Let me change the lighting real quick. Or it'll be like, oh, wait, you didn't do what I needed you to do. Let me have you redo that really quick. No, you can't exactly tell the Mr. Deer down the lane that, uh, hey, Come I on, need turn- you to redo that one real quick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting um, challenge for sure. Um I honestly, I am
0: surprised no one has not taken like a, a full body deer mount and like put like it on like RC wheels where like they can control it to recreate it or something like that. Like, like, You're onto something, Jordan. You should try that. Yeah, But like, yeah, we talk yeah. about it a lot. Like we are producing in such a natural environment, that they're just like, you have to react super quick. Yeah. Um,
6: and, and especially as well, like, as you know, Jordan, it, we don't have the luxury that we've had this camp on every hunt. Like yeah, we're doing photos, video, everything, and trying to get as much content as we can possibly get. Right. And you got to, yeah. you got to think quick on your feet. Like there's no downtime in the tree or in the woods. It's
0: yeah. 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 Well, and that's, it's, it's fun because that's the challenging aspect about it. I mean, I would be interested to go on a, like a a set that is controlled because I feel like I could be like, boom, boom, you know, just like, you know, rock and roll it because I could adapt
2: quickly. Hey guys, Nick and Tom from Become One and Film the Hunt. With each season, we are looking to up our game in production quality, and this year, we chose to make the switch to Canon. From cameras to lenses, they are performing when and where we need them to. From pressing that record button to snapping the shutter, we can trust that the image quality will be second to none. And when it comes to making the purchase, we trust our friends at Bedford Cameron Video in both their knowledge and ability to get us what we need when we need it. you You guys, I saw it tonight when we were out there shooting recreates and stuff, and you guys had that lighting, you and Luke, and both of you turned it on like, because yeah. you knew it was there for 10 minutes, probably. We had it. And you two are just running. I you know Willie and I, like, we'd, we'd, you know, walk left to right, put our binoculars up. And you guys are like, all right, do it again. We're going to get the photos this time. Because you, I mean, it was just. Yeah. So, and yeah, you can't go back and get it. It's, that sun only does those things for a very, very, very brief time. Well, you guys. Yeah. And when you're
0: out in Montana, she's,
2: well, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I said that to Willie, you know, we were coming back and the sun's, I mean, the, 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 the sky was still purple, red, orange, yellow, every color. And I said to Willie, like, God, you know, and we said it five times, I'm like, look at that. And I'm like, I know you see it every day, you know, but your, your, your reply was.
4: Yeah. But I don't take it for granted. I mean, cause you look at it all the time and it's phenomenal and everyone's different. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's spectacular, and unfortunately, I, I, we all were sitting there, even you and I, with our cell phones, and you look yeah. at it. It's like that's pretty, but it doesn't do it justice by seeing no. with your no two no. eyes. It, no matter what kind of
5: it doesn't matter what camera you, you have,
4: do, what camera you have, anything. Right. You just because you can see that even if you did a panoramic. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your 180 degree vision is capturing all of it
1: all of it all of
6: it
4: all of it <laughs> all this, of it nothing nothing captures it somebody may go god that's beautiful it's like well yeah. you should be standing here because it is a hundred times mm-hmm. even, you know oh.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry like, It's like my recovery I went slipped out again Jeez it. Yeah yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I hate that I hate that He said this <laughs>
2: yeah. I
0: was like oh, Maybe we should be silent Nope <laughs> <laughs> Now you're, just just like a, now you're a close A
4: school Not chair good. Rattle it off we'll yeah, It was too
2: <laughs> No hiding it. Everybody just looked Who <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. it Who was it How long now Yeah, <laughs> this <man>. guy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that awesome. yeah, that was awesome. That was mic interference, by the way. Yeah. Right, we've, we've yeah. confirmed. Yes, <laughs> Mike interference. Uh, so we haven't even. We haven't, who killed what? You haven't dove into who did what. Deer dude,
0: dude. I mean, we got the meat pole out right. there. Yeah, you're gonna send. you gonna put. Is that gonna be the picture? It should be. Yeah. For the yeah. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty successful hunt again. It was. I know we mentioned that it's not really all about to kill for this deer camp, but Dad Gum, the deer hunting pretty good out here. Yeah. Um, Tommy, Zingus, Zingus
4: kicked it off.
0: Yeah. Rolled into camp, put one on there.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah. And touch on that because, like, Western or Montana in general, the drought, like, the wildlife is suffering tremendously this year. It's like, so it's, Sometimes it's hard to find game because if you're not in the area where you got water or or crops that they want to feed on, it it makes the the hunt more challenging. So, um, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, everything's just more choked out this year. I mean, the grass is a couple inches tall. The sagebrush is shorter. The brush is not as full, you know. I think that's part of why the game's more skittish too. They just can't hide as good as normal years because there isn't all that vegetation to hide them, yeah. you know, and yeah. they don't feel safe when they know they're not, you know, in thick brush or whatever. So yeah, it's had an effect that for sure. I mean, from elk hunting to deer and antelope, everything. I mean, numbers seem to be down, whether they've, you know, just moved on to greener pastures and elk, come back as soon as we get a little moisture that's yet to be determined but definitely fewer deer yeah and growing up hunting this area i mean not too far from here i shot my first buck when i was 12 and you guys wouldn't believe the amount of deer that used to be in this country Mm. i mean it just you know it's a skeleton of what it used to be Mm. and it's still good hunting yeah yeah so but man they're just back this place back in the heyday was incredible you'd drive back at night to get back to camp or something and the ditches would just be full of big bucks I mean yeah mm-hmm. you were stopping every five minutes look at that one and it's crazy mm-hmm. you know it just mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it's had its effects for sure and we were talking about it you know mother nature seems to have things figured out it seems tough and and it is on a lot of the wildlife and even some of the ranchers and people who make their living on the landscape, but there seems to be an ebb and a flow to all of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, other areas like you guys were saying, have just been so rainy this year, so yeah. much moisture and yeah. yeah. But yeah, pretty cool. I mean, still was able to go back to an area that's familiar to me. I've hunted for years and just kept, you know, seeing deer and knew that, rut was just getting going, and eventually a mature buck was going to show up. And I kind of hunt for that moment where I'm not really sure whether to go for the camera or my bow or rifle or, (laughs) like, you know, get closer stop. Or, you know, when you get so flustered, that's when you know it's a good one. And when I saw this buck, there was no doubt, just super tall yeah it's only a three by three but just super tall pretty heavy buck real unique Mm -hmm. and there was just no question when i saw him and kind of getting back to my roots a little bit because we had been gone so long ryan was at home with his family and so doing the self-filming thing again and yeah that's cool which i really enjoy i mean i miss being behind the camera and so that's fun to go hunt by myself every now and then i thoroughly enjoy it and Yeah, it was cool. And I was excited to know that that night I was going to get to see all you guys, Yeah, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So that added an element of just, you know. Yeah. Pretty cool uh, ending to the hunt to be able to go back and see all your buddies and hang it up on the meat pole and be here at deer camp. Kick it it off. Kick it off. Yeah. So it was
0: definitely cool to see you too. Cause you, I mean, you brought out your uh, mirrorless uh, when Nick and I were out, you know, chasing whitetails and you were snapping photos of the wildlife and snapping photos of us walking and stuff like that. And you could tell that you were genuinely excited to do it. Like you were mm-hmm. just loving doing that. And it was fun to just kind of just look over at you and you know, as you were snapping a photo and it was just, it was cool to see. It was, you know, and that's, I mean, we all, all have, we share that same passion, but it's just, mm-hmm. It's, it's fun to watch someone else really enjoy it as well, too. Like I said with Willie, you know, when he was snapping photos today, it's sure. just, it, it's cool. So yeah, yeah. heck of a buck, man. That was, that was, Amazing. like I said earlier, the great way to kick off camp and, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't get him out wow. of there quick enough to come meet you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: do it all by yourself.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: you, yeah you showed up. And you're like, I am tired. <laughs> yeah. Long day. Yeah.
2: I caught my second win,
3: though. <laughs> you did. You did.
2: <laughs> we didn't go to bed any earlier that first <laughs>
3: night.
0: No. That's for darn sure. So yeah. Tough.
3: And the next day headed out with oh, Nick. Nick. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about old Tommy? Um, well,
2: I guess Nick did tell his story, huh? Yeah. And I'm. I, we, we don't need to go into the story, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I came out here just with the intentions of, I just want, I you know I shot a mule deer with my bow uh, back in 2014 with Jason actually out here, yeah. not far from here at all, 30 minutes from here. And so my goal was just, I wanted to shoot a mule deer and, you know, was hoping to shoot, you know, shoot one just Bigger than my last was really my only goal, because of course you know you think whitetail or excuse me rifle hunt, you know you just think oh I can you know get that next caliber of animal, but you know at the end of the day, um, we spent three days of hunting and like Jason said I mean you know regardless of what the answer is there we saw plenty of deer I don't think I wouldn't say that you know uh, we uh, went you know many hunts without seeing plenty of deer. It's just, we weren't seeing the big mature box, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which I wasn't disappointed by any means. It just, you know, takes what Jason, I think you said yesterday, you can't shoot what's not there, Mm -hmm. you know? So that became our mentality of, okay, let's find a good buck, something that excites me. And I had several opportunities and Matter of fact, Willie even asked a couple of them. He's like, you didn't get your heart going pitter-patter? <laughs> and I'm like, no, he didn't. You know, that's all I need. You yeah. guys know me well enough. I just need something that makes my heart go pitter-patter. And, and yeah, this one did. And um, we saw him the morning. Uh, well, it was the same day that Nick killed. We chased this buck, which we believe. We're pretty sure it's the same buck. And we, we came up short on him. He actually, David Copperfield, uh, he literally disappeared on us. And uh, and again, to make a really long story short. We we found him in the afternoon, and man, we made it. We made it happen. It came together, and it was a team effort, and it was awesome. And we put him down. So yeah, the old deer buck on the ground for me, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, the the meat pole is. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see it full again because last year we had a great year out here, and, and right. you know, things happened a little bit quicker last year. But you know, like I said, we wanted to come in here and actually, you know enjoy the pursuit a little bit longer and and this was perfect man yeah i
2: mean we we utilized the whole time right but had a had a nice day four where it wasn't high pressure
0: Yep, yep, it
2: was um so yeah i I mean it was awesome man freaking awesome the whole trip yeah and willie to add to that too like you know you said you enjoyed being behind the camera and just having that you know no prep i saw it too like i would look back at you and you know like that that con- i know i get like weird make weird faces sometimes when i'm concentrating on the- like i look back and i just see you know whether you were just you know sitting there stroking your goatee or or just thinking like you were you were so dialed on the hunt and the and the camera that you you were just in it you know and that was cool to see because you didn't have a gun and i saw that passion for just the hunt you know
4: yeah, I think I, we've all talked about. I know specifically Jason and I a couple of times. that You know, as a, as a hunter, I think you go through several cycles. You know, as a, as a kid, you're getting taught how to do things, and then you you just want to shoot things, and then you want to try to shoot bigger things. But then you hit a phase at some point where you're just you enjoy the hunt for the hunt, even if you're doing what I was doing to to help somebody out to be a part of it. I mean, yeah, help them be successful. Yeah, and uh, yep. you know the fact of what we all do and and as jason said i mean self-filming has been has been fun but this wasn't even for me i mean it may do something yeah. with it for pure hunting but if i if you use four or five clips of what i had that are you know wasn't captured different camera angle or something like that it's just really cool for yeah. me yep yeah. so yeah i enjoyed it for just the sake of like i said being here and being a part of the hunt and Yep. strategizing with you. I mean both of them look at each other like should we do sometimes. That sounds yeah, great. I, don't know. Like, I think we should do this, you know? So yeah. Yep. It's just fun to have that, it was. that banner, that camaraderie and you know, not only in camp, which is phenomenal, but on the mountain where you're just trying to get it done together. And mm-hmm. sometimes in the, the moment you have to make a snap decision. You may decide right, yeah. you may, may decide wrong, but you won't know till it either happens or doesn't happen.
2: I'm not gonna lie, there was a there was a split second there when We were trying to decide whether or not to go peek over the edge to see if he had kicked off, you know, after that coyote. There was a split second where I'm like, because we kept walking and there was no edge. Like, how far over is that? And I was almost ready to say, let's just hop back out and see if we can't catch something else on the way back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was this close. And then I saw that. Face through the trees, and I'm like, okay, it's not far. Let's just go do it. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, you know, had we had had I said something, maybe it would have been a different outcome. But anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, it was awesome. So, if you shoot something, what like, what drives you? Me? Yeah,
4: I I know that smile. Tom said it. Pitter patter. (laughs) Pitter patter. Pitter patter.
1: -patter. Every podcast really slips on it, somehow I love the pitter patter.
4: never, Never intentional, but yeah. Uh, was I remember fun, I said that man. with my dad I'm like yeah I remember, I remember that, that makes your heart go bigger bucks but if you know if you get excited about it pitter
2: patter pitter patter my heart went pitter patter pitter patter mine was going pitter
1: patter watching you it was yeah,
2: awesome yeah it was and I put those binoculars up and I'm like holy crap it really is him like yep that's him pitter patter kicked in then there was no decision there was nothing after that it was just find this, find this hole to make the shot range him and find this hole to make the
0: shot yep yeah. Yeah, man. Great camp. Jason. It's not over. What's our last nine? Oh, yeah, Ryan. Jeez. <laughs>
6: <laughs> my fa- favorite moment of
2: yeah, the I day. Poor right? Kendall. Yeah, yeah, you said it was your favorite I, well, moment. It was.
0: Yeah, not man, too many yeah, people yeah. ever get to hear about the, you know, like the, the okay, camera shooting deer. so, but well, yeah. I just, just want to
6: add to, like, what Willie's saying, and it's the, it's where we started with this podcast, like. Jason and I had the conversation years ago about like he had asked me to come and work with him and I was okay. Like he asked me, you know, you're not going to get to hunt a lot. Yeah. And I, and I, I've done a fair amount of guiding myself in Utah and just like Willie said, just being in camp and I've, and I know you and I have had this conversation, every animal that these guys, are on mm-hmm. it's just as much ours because we're a part of the hunt the entire way mm-hmm. and it like bringing the whole deer camp like like tom said like nick and tom were the primary hunters mm-hmm. and if we get a chance then yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome i'm a resident here in montana and i hadn't filled my deer tag but like just being here is is more than enough and every time that jason knocks down an animal i am yeah i <laughs> I turn into a soup sandwich, whether it's my animal or somebody else's, like that moment of yeah. everything. But luckily lucky enough, like yeah. you guys you guys tagged same. out. We made some epic content and Nick and Jason and I went out kind of near the same area that Nick was able to get his deer.
3: Nick's Knobs. Nick's Knobs. It was
0: <laughs> <Nobs. laughs> actually just below Nick's
6: Knobs,
3: but yeah, <laughs> it was between Nick's Knobs and Rochelle's Ridge.
2: A <laughs> <laughs> <South laughs> little, Nick's little further east to Billy's Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Billy's Valley. <laughs> <Petri's> pasture. <laughs> <Petri's> pasture.
2: <laughs> <Petri's> pasture.
4: <laughs> this whole place is named. Uh, I love it. We're going to have to go on to Onyx and,
6: <laughs> and change some stuff yeah just like just like tom was kind of getting at like yeah everybody wanted to like have a little bit more of a hunt this year but you never know how fast it's going to happen like jason's he had two days to hunt while i was at home and yeah and it yeah. happened quick and same thing tonight like we hadn't been seeing deer like they did last year in this area yeah and we we made it the turn and there he was and yeah, we were able to get on it yeah just <laughs> it's crazy able to get on it quick and like i I, all i remember is one of these guys said like that's a good deer and i think it's the same deer that we saw last night but yeah, Yeah. i was able to able to kill a deer which is cool as a camera guy not not ever getting behind the rifle or the bow very often and Yeah. yeah yeah it's been been a good season number four yeah Four on the meat pole.
2: That's a hell of a camp, boys. Mm -hmm. We try to put a sag to it. (laughs) Oh yeah,
6: (laughs) saggy
0: meats.
6: (laughs) The meat pole's got a sag to it. (laughs) Saggy
0: meats. (laughs) Uh, You gotta love it, uh, man. Yeah, it's been good, and I look forward to the next one because yeah, it's like you said, Jason. It's. It's just one on the schedule that you, you look forward to and can't wait to, you know, you know, be there again. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So guys, yeah. thank you for yeah having me here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. So,
2: well, thanks to Jason for the yeah. whole, setting the whole thing up and the invite, you know, for coming out. It's a special invite. I, I, I look at it as a special invite. It's a tight little circle. And, uh, it's a good group of buds and mm-hmm. thanks to uncle Pete and aunt Jackie. That's right. Yeah. yeah. they're Good. They're good. Good people. Um You just couldn't ask for anything better, honestly.
0: Yeah. You really couldn't. So if you, I know I mentioned it, but if you are that person, as I talked about, you know, if you're, if, if, if Monday was shitty and you're sitting in an office or wherever and you're hating life, just know that there's other opportunities out there. And if, you know, if you want to capture content and try and make a living at it, um, you know, the industry is definitely in need of, of people that want to work and, and press record button. So film the hunt is an option. So I, I encourage you to check it out because you can learn online and on site. So, I mean,
2: can yeah. I caution that? Yeah. It's no easy freaking task because I've watched you boys again, struggle. And this is, I almost, I almost forgot this. I wanted to end this by thanking you guys again, Jordan, Luke, and even you too, Kendall. no you guys you do you work your asses off i mean you do i've been there those cameras are not light and i know at the end of i mean they're not and i know at the end of the day um or in the middle of the day you're you're you, you guys are you know i know when you're climbing that freaking mountain and your shoulders killing you and you're sweating your nuts off and you're you're wondering why, and then it, it all comes together, and right? Just as much as yeah. it does for us, it comes together for you, and, and it makes sense. But you guys do it, you know, both for your own pride, but for us, too.
0: And so thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Gentlemen, my cocktails are empty. Empty. On, empty? empty. Empty. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. empty. empty. So, They're empty. So, <laughs> sounds like I need another
2: one. <laughs> Anybody have anything to add, everybody? No? Well, everybody's just whiskeyed out, done. No, oh. Matt Singers says, I got plenty to say, but I'll hold it for podcast 892. Yeah, maybe in a couple years, I'll be
0: back. <laughs> well, thank you guys. appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. I got appreciate you. you. I'm going to end it with a nope, better not. You're 40, you can trust me.
3: Amazing, <laughs> we give it our best and we just come ashore. Will we still see the woods full of trees? If we ain't got the grass looking back On it all,
2: on it all. If my father would say that I'm proud of you, son. That's the man that I'm trying to
0: become
2: Oh, what will they say when I'm gone? Oh, what will they
0: say when I'm gone?